declare the scripture, Zechariah 2 5 over Faith City Outreach. Welcome to Faith says, City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and, and providing biblical solutions as well as praying for Welcome the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Now, here's your host, Marina Maria. U.S. Uh, protests against police brutality. However, I know that the Holy Spirit is pleased right now as we are honoring him with this interview. Pastor Alice, I want our listeners to know a little bit about you as a woman and a pastor. Um, first, please share at what age the Lord revealed himself to you. Well, when I was a very young child, Marina, at about seven years old, I was a uh, uh, blessed by an appearance of Christ and he came into my bedroom and he told me exactly what I was going to be doing and I perceived uh, the call on my life he spoke to me and told me uh, the, well I want to explain how he spoke to me he spoke to my heart from his heart like directly and uh, not with his mouth but I could hear it in words like right to my heart and he told me that I would travel the world that I would see healing miracles, that I would uh, be laying hands on the sick, which is something I'd never been exposed to in my family. My, my parents were not believers. And I would uh, uh, do this work for him. And then, of course, I just fell in love with him when I saw his presence, when I saw his eyes, when I uh, the light emanating off of him and just the beauty of him. And he kind of showed me my whole life like in a timeline. He showed me a lot of things in that experience. And I think he imparted into me some kind of a adoration for his creation. I just love him and I love people. And I think he just put that into my heart, how much he loves people. And, uh, and he's just shared that with me uh, as I've gone through and developed the ministry in his name and, uh, and do the work he's done. He... He just revealed how it was going to work. It was not an easy road to find my way because I didn't understand a lot of it. But uh, that was my initial calling. I was seven. He told me I'd travel the world. He listed off the countries I would go to, and many of those I have been to. Uh, many of those I've done crusades in or been ministering in those countries. Uh, and some I have not as of yet, but I know I will because he spoke it. So since you were just seven years old, how did you react to that? Did you oh, I tell anybody? Never told a soul till I was 28 years old. And a woman named Cindy Jacobs, I don't know that she remembers, but it was important to me. She was doing a conference, and I had been invited to go to it. Someone actually paid my way to go to this conference, <laughs> which I needed in those days. And she called me out, and she said to me in front of everyone, Jesus appeared to you in person when you were seven years old and called you to the work of the ministry. Uh, to see miracles and travel and she started listening off the countries and I had never told anyone about it not a single soul so I buried it in my heart and so there I was 21 years later and the Lord was calling it all out and when I got up off the floor <laughs> there was a long line of people to pray for and I didn't know what to do because I was very green and I, I loved the Lord with all my heart but I had no idea how to go about doing what he would called me to do 
So I asked the leader there, what do I do? She said, well, go ahead and pray for them. You know, maybe not much will happen yet, but it's the beginnings of the work. So just go ahead and start laying hands on them. And I was very insecure and afraid of what I was doing at that point. I wasn't trained at that point. But I prayed for them, and uh, I don't know what happened with any of them, but I did. (laughs) Wow. Now, you said you buried it for 28 years? 21 years. Or 21 years. When I was seven, I never told a soul, no. Wow. So during that time, did that, um, you said it was a, uh, an encounter, right? Yeah, it was an in-person encounter. In-person encounter. Yeah. And so did you question it? Did you, no, did never. it come back to you uh, during had, the 21 years? I used to have a lot of dreams of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dream, I finding his sandal and like searching on the sand dunes looking for him and and then I did have an appearance when I was in fourth grade uh it was a little different kind it was more like a vision appearance because I had been quite sick with like a a lung problem and um my mother was the type that she could really only give you any affection when you were ill and that was sort of a bad way to relate to people so it was making me kind of when I was sick I'd get affections but the Holy Spirit came to me through what Jesus appeared to me in more like a vision for him. And he said uh, to me, you can either be sick or you can be well, and you have to choose. But if you choose, you probably won't get as much overt attention from your mother. He Mm -hmm. just laid it right out like that. And I said, well, I'd rather be well. And that Mm -hmm. was a direct healing miracle to me. And after that, I I had missed more school that year than gone to because of asthma. And at that point, he just healed me and touched me. And that was when I first received one of my first healing miracles. And, uh, and so he and I talked through all the years, and, and I had experiences with the Holy Spirit really young. I could see in the spirit realm really young. I could see dark forces and light forces, and, you know, I've had angelic encounters. So, yeah, I, <laughs> it was quite a walk with them. Um, That's quite powerful. Now, did the Lord also reveal that you were going to be a pastor? Because you're a pastor no, now. I never, I never expected to be a pastor. I, I really had a heart to be an evangelist, and I have a heart to pray for the sick and to travel around the world like he showed me. Uh, I didn't know anyone else doing it. I really wasn't exposed. You know, I had a praying interse- uh, intercessor grandmother who was a real prayer warrior, but she was very shy, so she never really explained to me. But she came, she was prayed for by the Azusa Street people, but I did not know that uh, until only in, near the end of her life did I find that out. But my, uh, and my parents, <laughs> they didn't know anything about God. So I had to, you know, just find my way. It was a rough way along the way, you know. So just encouragement out there for people listening. Don't think you can mess it up because a call is without repentance. That means God's not going to pull back your call. And if you, if, even if you've been through a lot, if, it's, if he's marked you and he has marked every one of you for a purpose, that purpose is still there. But uh, after... Uh, after I started just using the gifts God put on my life, then I got kept getting promoted and promoted in different situations, and then I was ordained, and then I was made a pastor, and then I felt from the Holy Spirit to start a church. And when was that? Uh, we started the church. It's been now 20, uh, 27 years ago exactly, probably, but we were having services long before that. Uh, women's meeting services and other services and I did a lot of services in other people's churches I did many seminars and teaching on the Holy Spirit and its gifts and all those types of things wow now I know you have pastored intimacy with Jesus Christ Church in Scottsdale Arizona how's that going 
Oh, it's been it's been great. I've trained up a lot of people who are in ministry around the valley, uh, and I'm proud of them. Some of them are chaplains. Some of them are have other ministries. And then I have my own group of supporters and uh, that go to my church, and they are very effective. They Most of them know how to prophesy. They know how to lay hands on the sick. They know how to see miracles. I'm very proud of them. Now, do you train them to do I that? I feel very strongly that one thing God put in me when he called me at seven was that we need to all be equipped. We need to all know how to do the works. And mm-hmm. that's a real fun part. Everybody <laughs> should be trained. I don't think it's just for leaders to get to do those fun things. It's for everybody. And the Holy Spirit wants is trying to maneuver us all to do the works of Christ and greater. And uh, we all can do work. Some have a certain type of calling and some have another type of calling. But I do think that many, many things are for all of us to do. Yeah, and I, I believe in training people up. I really do. And I'm so glad you said that because some of us don't um, hear that often. That well, we all can people, be trained. I think a lot of people are afraid, Marina, in churches that things will get out of hand or go haywire. And I'm not saying that there couldn't be some things, but I, I believe if you watch over things and you train people well and you explain things to people, you can have many mighty, awesome moves of the Spirit. And you may not even know what's all going on yourself, mm-hmm. but it's not going to get too too wild. I mean, the Holy Spirit is a man of order. I mean... <laughs> It's a person of order. Right. So where is the fine line that you said, you know, you just have to watch over everything and explain things right? Because sometimes you meet pastors and and there is fear. And I think that fear stops them from uh, training their, their, their leaders to be equipped like you well, had said. Yeah, and I think that, I think that, you know, pastors, leaders are trained to deliver the word and put their sermon together and keep things... Uh, neat and tidy (laughs) so the service goes a certain way and that's all good but I do think that we need to make sure there's room for the Holy Spirit to run things Mm. you know Jesus wants to run the churches and we can trust him to run the churches he knows what he's doing and and uh, he does it better than us he he does a really good job (laughs) but I do think it's a process to learn how to let him uh, you know, dying to flesh, you know, dying to your own way is not an easy thing. And I see a lot of really great leaders these days going through that metamorphosis where they start off running things and wanting it a certain way and keeping things just ship shape and then shifting into, okay, I'm letting God run this from now on. And I've seen a lot of transition in the body of Christ and I'm excited by what I see. That's right good. Yeah. That's awesome. That would be really beautiful to see and experience. Pastor Alice, please share what is unique about your church. Actually, you just shared what unique, uh, what is unique about your church. Um, it seems like you are such a strong leader and um, also pastor to equip all your leaders. You don't have that fear that's st- that's stifling you or stumbling you or preventing you from um, equipping and training all your leaders, and you trust them, right? I trust them very much. In fact, uh, some of the people I started ministering to. Now I also receive ministry from, and they get prophetic wow. words. They 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 can prophesy. They can lay hands. You know, if I'm going through something, I trust them to lay hands on me and encourage me. And you know, we need each other. So I believe the more we train up others, it's going to be a blessing to us, and it's going to make us stronger, not weaker. We don't have to be concerned about someone else shining 
or becoming awesome because they don't have your call and you don't have theirs. You know, I've got people in within group that I've trained that are tremendous prophetic voices for this time. I've got other people that, you know, marvel at my healing gifts and they, they, but they're not jealous of them. They have healing gifts of their own. Um, I mean, I've been really blessed to see tremendous creative miracles. Not a lot of ministries can say that. I mean, a lot of people pray for the sick, but I mean, I'm talking about people coming out of wheelchairs, deaf ears open and eyeball popping in. You know, these are the type of things that I know most believers don't see that all the time, but you can't just have someone else's calling. It's nothing I did. It's something Jesus came to me. He's, that's what he put on my life. Uh, but it's a hard ministry. I, I don't think people know what they're asking for if they want it. Um, there's certain ministries that are tough, and there's a lot of uh, different struggles you go through with that type of ministry. Um, but, but they're all really important. Everybody's calling is really important. And everything God calls you to do is important. Everything from writing a lovely thank you note to throwing a little get together or tea. Every single thing we're called to do can change lives for Christ. And it can be anointed. Yes, there's no small act that doesn't have a meaning. God can use all those small acts. Yes. And it sounds like you have a lot of miracles and wonders happening at your church. That's we unique. Do. We've seen many, many people healed of cancer, all kinds, uh, mouth cancer, breast cancer. We had a lady come uh, out of breast cancer, a couple of just recently. Um, I myself was healed of breast cancer. Um, we, we've had people healed of all kinds of incurable diseases, rashes they said were incurable, some female issues that they said were incurable. If you read it in the medical books, they say this is incurable, and people come right out of it and they don't have it anymore at all. I remember wow. a man that came to my church that had just a little piece of tongue left because he had cancer in his mouth, and we prayed for him, and his tongue was restored. Uh, yeah, we, we've seen wow. some things. We've seen uh, the gross fall off of people during services. We've seen some tremendous things. Wow. You know, I have yet to uh, experience that, Pastor Alice. Oh, I want just, to experience that. Well, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because that's kind of how it happened to me. I... I said to the Lord, you know, Lord, you know, here I am. I know I have this call, but I've yet to see something tremendous, physical miracle. And on that year, my choir, uh, I was going to the Valley Cathedral under Pastor Don Price at that time. And this was way back, like in the early 80s. And uh, you probably weren't born. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. And um, Pastor Don Price, great church. But anyway, uh, the choir was going to Europe and I wanted to go. And I put my hand on a map, and I said, Lord, if there's any way, I'd like to go. But the problem was I wasn't in the choir. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but what happened was a man found out I want to go, and he wrote me a check, and he sent me on that trip. So I joined the choir, and I went, and we went to Sweden. Wow. And on that trip, uh, I prayed for a blind lady, and her eye popped into her head. And then I also prayed for a lady that had this melted scar tissue on her neck. And when I laid my hand on her neck, it melted right under my hand, and her skin became like baby flesh, and all that wadded up skin was gone. So those two miracles happened almost simultaneously, and everybody there just went crazy then, rejoicing and screaming. And of laying, course. started laying hands, <laughs> and, and it gets real exciting when that kind of stuff happens. So I was in the same way you were, and I said, Lord, show it to me. Show, and yes. that was the early 80s, and since then it's just been all kinds of things since then. Well, then I need to ask, right? 
just ask him to show it to you, whether yes. for you a miracle you need, for other people. Yeah, ask and expect and believe. And, you know, it's his job to train and teach us. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. It brings all things to our remembrance. And he will want to, he will show you. He wants to show you. He wants to demonstrate himself. <laughs> he wants to demonstrate the works of Jesus to us. Exactly. And it brings us, brings up to us right now about the Holy Spirit, that we're going to be talking about him. There are so many Christians and non-Christians out there, Pastor Alice, who really don't know who the Holy Spirit is correctly. You hear that he is just a force or a dove. How does the Bible define our precious Holy Spirit, and how does the Holy Spirit help us in our lives? Well, I think that there's a big gap between people trying to make things sound Bible sound mysterious mm-hmm. and just the practical reality of what Jesus is saying. Yes, it's a wonder and it's mysteries of the deep, the deep things of God, but they should be somewhat understandable or we can't get a hold of them. And in, in Jesus' day, he used agriculture and things that people understood to reach the people and make it very clear to them. And and the Holy Spirit is one of the triune being. The, our God is a, is a three-part God, just like we are a three-part body. We have our mind, our emotions, our physical body. body. He's yeah. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, we all know that. So when you get saved, when you accept Christ as your personal Savior, you do get a portion of the Holy Spirit because he's part of God. But, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, to be totally immersed in the Holy Spirit is another experience altogether. It's where the Holy Spirit can completely take you over. And that's when you really find Jesus being Lord of your life, where if he says, go do this, you do it. And he says, don't do that, you don't do it. <laughs> it's a little bit different than just knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Jesus, you'll get in heaven. But, but to have a great life here and an abundant life, you need to let the Holy Spirit really run things. And he says that he will speak of Jesus, and he'll show you the way to go, and he will guide you. And... Um, I think when they call him a dove, you know, like when Jesus was baptized in water and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove, it's, it's, it's a description to help you understand that the Holy Spirit can come and light on somebody and it can light everything up and it can gently come down but have a profound effect that's almost illuminating. Um, it, but we shouldn't take it too literally because we'll miss the person of the Holy Spirit and he does bring light and a comfort and a joy uh, there's a lot of joy in him and he wants to know everybody personally and the wonderful thing about him is he's such a gentleman he won't force himself and he always speaks of Christ he always brings Jesus forward so yes and some people ask what does the Holy Spirit look like he's kind of sparkly no. <laughs> <laughs> like I, glitter <laughs> glitter in the spirit. Yes, glitter in the spirit. I don't know how to describe spirit. it, but I know as a young girl, when the Holy Spirit used to, I'd feel the presence of the Holy Spirit coming into my bedroom after Jesus had appeared to me. Um, then years later, sometimes when I'd feel really low, I'd feel the Holy Spirit come in, and I'd try to ask people about it, but nobody in my realm knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But later on, I, I came to find out that that was, that was the Holy Spirit coming in. And uh, when I got older, uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit really taught me most things that I that I needed to know. He kind of taught me all about dressing. And, you know, he really, you know, I got where I could hear from the Lord. And he really directed me in all kinds of things where my mother was an artist. So she wasn't much for telling you how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the Holy Spirit kind of became my mentor 
So he can be a real friend. He can help you with every area of your life and, you know, whatever you're interested in. He can help you. He's a helper. That's He's our comforter, help. too. Yeah, right? he wants to bring us comfort. He wants to bring us help. And we need comfort, especially in this day and age. We need, we need help. Lots of we comfort. Need comfort. <laughs> <laughs> what does intimacy with the Holy Spirit look like? I think that as we... Um, yield to him and we learn to hear his voice i think hearing from the lord i know it's a lot of people get persecuted with this whole concept mm-hmm. um and yes there are mentally ill people that say they hear from god but it it is for the every, everyday believer to hear from the lord jesus and the holy spirit is the one that brings that to us uh and, and brings his voice to us I and mean, he says i'm going to leave and i'm gonna, not going to leave you comfortless i'm going to send you a comforter i'm going to send you a helper and he sends the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts so that we can get what we need. We, we live in times where we need to know what to do, what, where to go, when to, you know, we need a lot of direction. And the Holy Spirit is our guide, and he will help us uh, with everything that we need. And we need that, I think now more than ever, but always. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about the disciples of old that followed Christ. They had to know when to go in to a mm-hmm. city, when to withhold from Asia, when to go, go and ha- have a dream about a Macedonian man and go to Macedonia next. And especially for those of us that are out on the mission field, we need to know where's safe, where's not safe. I never worry about going into countries that are dangerous. We've, we've gone into Haiti when all the everything said you couldn't even fly there. You didn't want, had warnings out, big posters, do not go here. And we went, and it was all fine, because I know if I'm with the Holy Spirit, he'll keep me safe. You know, we were in Northern Ireland, and a lot of people go, you went to Northern Ireland? Oh, my gosh, I see the pictures. There's always, it was wonderful, most beautiful place. And, you know, if you know the Holy Spirit is with you, and you know you're doing the right thing, you're in the right place, at the right time with the right people, then it's all going to be good, you know. He's going to help you. So we, we need that intimacy. We need that closeness. We need to hear that small, still voice. And it takes practice. It doesn't happen overnight. I've trained a lot of people, and now they hear in paragraphs. Sometimes they hear prophetic things that I don't I don't know. I'm always glad to hear what they're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so give us an example. You said that you trained them to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. really simple, Marina. With okay. like, I, if I got someone's never really heard from God, mm-hmm. I tell them just take some quiet time and just ask the Lord, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Because I think the one thing above all things he wants to communicate to every believer is how much he loves them. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will find that he will find a way to let them know that. And the more you begin to, to train yourself to listen to him, it can become like an all day relationship of every day of the rest of your life. The thing that's so wonderful is just like teaching a baby to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the more we learn to listen to him, we can't unlearn it. You mm-hmm. know, even in the worst of times, and I've been in some pretty rough firestorms in the last years, it, the worst of times, you still can get a breakthrough and hear that voice once you have trained your ear for it, and once you have listened for it. And he says in his word, my sheep hear my voice and no other will they follow. And one of the things I think that can be a hindrance is people get afraid, Marina, that if they start trying to listen to the Lord, they'll hear the wrong voice. Mm -hmm. Well, 
That voice that makes you feel bad, that voice that talks against you when you look in the mirror, that's the wrong voice. (laughs) But that voice that says, I love you, or that voice that says you're going to make it, or that voice that brings things to your remembrance, scriptures, like you're fearfully and wonderfully made, Mm -hmm. or I'll comfort you on every side, or don't be afraid of their faces. You know, it may be a scripture you've meditated on or you've memorized, but that's him bringing it back up to you for the time you need it. And uh, you can get where you can actually hear his rhema voice, his living, fresh voice. And I think that uh, it's really important in this day and age to learn how to hear that and then also to know your scripture so you know it lines up to make sure it's scriptural, that you're not hearing something that's not scriptural, you know, because sometimes people start listening and they can get off because, you know, they just jump at something, uh, you know, like move to Alaska tomorrow. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to confirm things, and he's going to show you. I'm not saying you're not supposed to move, but you want to know for sure. And you can take it to your leaders, those that pray for you. They're, they're responsible for your well-being. And, uh, you know, if you hear something that's a little different, run it by them. What's the risk, you know? <laughs> Find out before you jump. <laughs> exactly. And you mentioned that for us to spend quality time, to set time aside to listen to his voice and pray to him yeah right i think think quieting yourself down is is a trick Mm -hmm. to to tell your flesh no you don't you're not hungry right now you just think you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) no you don't really have to go get the mail right now you can Mm -hmm. sit here a minute and i know that a lot of people uh practice by setting a set amount of time in the morning or the evening and that's really good i think it's a good way to start I personally like the all-day, all-the-time communication Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the car, chatting with them. You know, when I meet someone, what do they need? What can I pray for them? Should I witness to them? Is this the one I'm looking for to say something to? Or should I just pray? You know, I I like to get that kind of direction all the time from him. And And you just painted a beautiful picture of how to surrender to the Holy Spirit because you've included him every second of your day yeah you just said it yeah and that's it just, you're just including him you're like non-stop thinking about him. right because he if he's that him he becomes so important to you that you don't want to that you want to know what he thinks about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know that you'll be guided well yeah not and he does sometimes he'll tell you no. something simple like don't go up this street you right. know, or turn here and, and you can avoid an accident or um, and then he can even speak to you loudly. I remember one time I was driving home and I fell asleep at the wheel and I heard real loud my name, Alice. And I woke up and there was a, a telephone pole in front of me and he saved my life. Wow. And I've had lots of things like that where once you train yourself to listen, mm-hmm. he, he can get your attention. Exactly. That and is then, so true. And then back to the thing about the Holy Spirit, you know, I have seen in the mission field that there's been times when. The Holy Spirit has come and flooded like hundreds of people. I mean, when, when we were in Africa, you know, we had a thousand people coming down for salvation. And, and the Holy Spirit just fell on the whole group and filled them all at the same time. And once in Mexico, I was ministering with a friend of mine, and the same thing happened. The Holy Spirit just fell on the whole group. And, you know, he's wanting to help help people. He, he wants to fall even in mass on people more than people realize. You know, he's... He knows they need it, that Holy Spirit in this day and age. We need that. You know, we need that. 
This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach with today's special guest, Pastor Alice Bennett from Intimacy with Jesus Christ Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. I am speaking with Pastor Alice about the power of the Holy Spirit, which is a very important and much needed topic to discuss at this critical time. And I know that the Holy Spirit is at work right now as we are honoring him with this interview. Pastor Alice, what grieves the Holy Spirit? I think that, you know, as long as we let him have full reign, he's happy. <laughs> you know, we, we, we find out what mood he's in. I mean, I, I hate to use that term, but I think that's the best way to describe it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is there to heal in a service, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to heal people in that service. Sometimes he's there to deliver people, and it's a different feeling in the air and Jesus made this very clear he said that the 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 spirit was present to heal Mm -hmm. so we can get a feeling for how he is and I think it can grieve him if he's not allowed to do what he wants to do like if he's there to heal people he knows there's sick people in there nothing breaks my heart more than people have to sit through a whole church service sick you know sometimes I pray for the sick at the beginning you know or I have somebody prayed for that I know can barely sit through the service because I don't want someone to suffer the whole time we had a lady healed just last Sunday uh, in her lungs. She could barely breathe when she got to church. And uh, during the worship, the anointing on the worship just broke it, and her lungs opened up. And, uh, wow. you know, we can worship can be a great tool because the Holy Spirit on an anointed worshiper can be like a deliverance. It can just break through and deliver people and give them what they need. Um, so I think, you know, as long as we want him and make him welcome, as long as we yield to him and we want what he wants to accomplish for other people mm-hmm. and keeping our heart open for the benefit of other people because that is the focus of the Holy Spirit. He's such a gentleman. He speaks of Jesus. He doesn't speak of himself. And so he wants us to do the same. He he wants to meet our needs, but he wants us concerned for the well-being of other people. Mm-hmm. And that that gets him going excited i think so grieving him would just be like all about yourself like just wanting his power for yourself or to lift yourself up um and and we saw that in the scriptures where like simon the sorcerer tried to buy the Mm -hmm. gift of the holy Mm -hmm. spirit um with money so -hmm. that he could look important and you know that would grieve the holy spirit we can't he's not to be boxed and sold he's not a box of cereal or anything Mm -hmm. he's a you know he's an awesome force that represents Jesus Christ. He's a person, and he's a gentleman, and he can be grieved. You can, but I don't think we have to be afraid of it all the time. I think Christians are a little too worried about this or that's going to grieve the Spirit. Or I have found that people can get the Lord, they can get filled with the Holy Spirit, even with all their bad habits and everything bad they've been doing in their life. If they want help, the Lord will meet them, and he'll save them, and he'll fill them, and he'll leave all their old stuff behind. So if you're out there and you think, well, I'm just too ornery. That's what word my dad would use. I'm too ornery or I'm too, I've done too many bad things. No. I mean, Jesus came for every person. Mm-hmm. No matter what you've been through, no matter what habits you have, he can set you free of those later, you know. Uh, and the Holy Spirit will move to help you, give you what you need to overcome. But but you don't really have to worry that much about grieving him because he's going to he's going to meet you where you are and help you. Um, I think as long as we don't try to corral him out of accomplishing what he wants to accomplish, um, he's pretty he's 
he's going to flow. <laughs> That's true. Pastor Alice, something just came to my mind where you had just mentioned that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to just take over. Now, have you ever, as a pastor, had prepared for a sermon and you were worshiping with the rest of the congregation and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just says, you know what? I don't want you to preach. I just want you to worship me and heal the congregation. There's so many times that has happened, Marina. There's so many times when we have totally changed the plan at the last minute. There's times when partway through I've changed the plan. Mm -hmm. There's times when he tells me he wants to do something, but he doesn't tell me what, and I have to sit and wait and make everybody else wait. We're just going to wait till we know what we're doing here. And it doesn't bother me because I want so much what he wants that, that I would rather wait and find out. Oh, and there's so many times that I don't feel, well, first of all, I used to be very shy, so preaching wasn't even, in fact, people used to take me with them to lay hands because miracles would happen long before I ever preached. They would preach, and then they'd have me pray because they knew something would happen. <laughs> but, um, but I learned to preach over all the years now, and I like to preach, and I enjoy it. But I don't own it. It's like the Holy Scriptures are there for all of us. People do need them explained. They do need them preached. It says, you know, we need a preacher. But, uh, you know, I'm, my heart is not set on my message. If it's mm-hmm. not the Lord's message, it's not what he's doing, then I don't want to do it. And all my messages that I put together are always directed by the Holy Spirit. I always ask him, what do the, these people need? What does this group need? And I find out from him. Sometimes he, he has me pull something up I've already prepared. But um, almost always he directs, you know. And if he said, no, we're not preaching today. We're just going to worship. We're just going to fall on our faces. We're just going to have you use the whole service for prophecy and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Or why don't you just have your elders lay hands and you don't? Oh, yeah, I do those things all the time. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And then you just didn't even preach. You just... No, no. Mm-mm. Wow. Now, no. what's the response from the congregation? My congregation is open to whatever Jesus is doing. If that's what he's doing, that service, that's what they want. Wow. <laughs> but that's the way they've been trained. So, yes. And they just want what he's doing, and they feel benefited by it, whether it's all worship or whether they get asked to lay hands and they're nervous and scared, but they step out, or whether they're asked to give prophecy and some of them may be brand new and don't know what they're doing. But, you know, they'll never learn if they don't try. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and it comes from the leader, you as yourself, a godly yeah. pastor who has given so much reverence to the Holy Spirit. And yeah, I want him to run it. <laughs> if you, yes, and I've seen that. If you see it from the pastor, if he or she has that reverence for the Holy Spirit, then the rest will follow. And my people do. They love whatever God's doing fresh, you know? Wow. And he's new every morning, he says. <laughs> That's so beautiful to hear. I have to visit your church one day. Oh, how kind of you. Well, we're in a kind of unusual situation right now because I had a big building off Scottsdale Road, and we mm. did feel from the Holy Spirit, speaking again, to close it down. And we did mm. close it down, and we started meeting in homes. So right now we are in people's homes, which is a little bit different. Um, and I have a ministry house that was given to me, and we were meeting in that house at one point. But the neighbors, <laughs> they went a little crazy. So I don't know talk about persecution we go through things so we're meeting in some other homes right now and uh, i've been praying about whether or not to 
get another building or not. But it's funny that God had me do all that for such a time as this when now for so long people can't even meet in their buildings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what he's doing next, but we're just waiting on him. And all you know is that you're surrendering to the Holy Spirit, and we know he's has something beautiful planned. He's guiding. He's guiding, and you're obeying. And, and I've got my home base, and that's what he told me. Wow. That uh, my work was a mission work, but Scottsdale was my home base, and I have a home-based group of people that are my supporters, and I love foreign missions, and I, I love missions in the U.S. too, and I do a lot of missionary work here as well. It's fun. And um, where do you do the missionary work? Well, we've been to uh, we've been to Mexico many many times. I've been to Haiti. Uh, we just did Honduras with another wonderful ministry. I won't mention it because uh, I mean it's not a big deal, but um, people might not know who they are. But right. uh, they're out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She's a very well known woman, really. But uh, with six women went down to Honduras together, and we did missions down there. Um, I've been really quite, quite a lot of countries. We've gone to Wales. We've gone to Ireland. Any Asian countries? Not yet, but that's on the list. Mm. And South America's on my list too from the Lord. So I just waiting on him for the doors he opens. Amen. How about any of the Arizona reservations? Uh, we Native, have done, Native American we have reservations. been up to and, uh, we have been very interested. We have a lot of, we have Navajos in our church, and we have other, uh, some other uh, First Nations tribes represented in our church, and uh, we just love them, and they're so wonderful. And so, yes, we've been up there, and we've done some things in some churches up there, and we just love it. Yeah, we love to minister up there. <laughs> well, I'm going to invite you next uh, spring to go with us. Well, that'd be very exciting. Yes, absolutely. Pastor Alice, can the Holy Spirit help us with every area in our lives, even spiritual warfare? I think that people forget that the Lord doesn't mind the small details. You know, I mean, this may sound really silly, but if there's something you love and you want it and you can't afford it, just lay your hand on it and say, I'd like that someday if you could put it on sale. You know, he'll help you with it, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, he wants to bless you. He wants to give you things and all the little things of life he cares about. I know some people used to say to me, I can't believe God could care about all these little details. But they learn that he does. Mm-hmm. If you let him show you how he does, he will. And in terms of spiritual warfare, you know, we, we, we know there's a spiritual battle. We know that, that we have an enemy of our soul. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will, will, I think one of the greatest things he does in spiritual warfare that he's done with my life is he's shown me how unimportant the enemy is mm-hmm. and how small he is by comparison to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I first started in spiritual warfare, it was more like a tug of war and I was really into it. And I, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but to the pulling down of strongholds. And I was really in the struggle. But the more I matured, the more I realized, hey, you know, it's just like picking a flea off, you know, get rid of that demonic force off somebody or get rid of that stronghold break it off their life, use the power of God and the authority that he's given you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and show you what is the stronghold, what are you after, then get rid of it and set people free. And don't think of it 
don't think of anything as much of an obstacle where it comes to God, because that's how big God is. Exactly. Keeping our eyes on him and being rooted and grounded in him. Exactly. Because you hear sometimes Christians just focusing on the warfare, the, you know, what he, what the enemy has done and how powerful he is. And I'm like, wait a second. And no. they start getting afraid. And exactly. magnifying the wrong side. Exactly. Yeah, They're and I magnifying think we have to watch that because I think people get intrigued by something they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And, and deliverance and the demonic and all that. And mm-hmm. I've been used in just years and years of deliverance. And I've, yes. I've had to do a lot in that area. The Lord told me for my healing ministry, I needed to know a lot about it. I didn't want to know a lot about it. <laughs> but I learned a lot about it. And I've set many people free of all kinds of things. But I think that we shouldn't focus too much on it, like you said. We just need to address it, mm-hmm. get rid of it, know what we're after, be speaking to the Lord through the Holy Spirit so we know what we're after. And then keep focused on his goodness mm-hmm. and the joy of the Lord and his greatness. His, his greatness, yeah. Because yes. that will make those other issues shrink. I'm not saying there's not a real adversary. Exactly. But like you said, some people get so into it, you wonder, like, who are they impressed with? You know, right. we don't want our people we're training, which everything you speak, like you're on the radio, everything you mm-hmm. speak is training people. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to get so enthralled with that that you're actually giving I don't want to say worship but attention to the wrong side because he's not worthy of any of your attention right <laughs> we have to Lord is. right we have to ask ourselves who are we glorifying when right. we speak exactly that's a glorifying is the word mm-hmm. we want to magnify and glorify exactly. Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other guy just he doesn't get honorable mention mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes you have to teach about him so people know what to do that's true and make sure they don't get uh, their balance uh, focused on the wrong side <laughs> very, very true. Do you think that in this new era, Pastor Alice, the body of Christ will have a greater intimacy with the Holy Spirit? Do you see it happening right now? I don't see it necessarily happening at the moment as much as I would like to, although mm-hmm. I think the body's hungry and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of books and things written uh, and people trying to hear from God better, trying to find out how to have more of a relationship. And I think some are moving that way. But I think that we are still in desperate need of revival where the supernatural just takes over. And I have seen it. I mean, I was in a, a meeting one time where I prayed for a woman and she fell at a 45 degree angle across the benches. And she, it was impossible to be the position she was in. She was just like a stiff board, like a log. And all the people gathered around just to see her there because it was impossible. And it drew a crowd, and then people started laying hands on everybody, and the Holy Spirit started breaking out everywhere. And it was at a TBN function. And, wow. Um, it was awesome. When was experience. this? It was in Cincinnati. It was many years ago, but uh, it's something I never forgot. And I think those kind of signs and wonders that really draw a crowd is what we need to drive people into wanting to know more, you know. Um, I think as long as they have the distractions of the things of this world and mm-hmm. the security, it, it, it can be easy to um, to forget like what's really important. Um, and I don't know what it'll take. I, I don't have a quick answer for this one. I, I know it's what's needed. I know everybody needs to get clear direction and have a strong relationship, hearing the Lord's voice for the times to come. They need it desperately. And uh, I believe God has a way of doing it. He's got things lined up for where he's going. But I think revival's part of it. And uh, 
I don't know exactly how it'll fall. It's something I prayed for ever since I've moved out here was revive revival. Right, right. Now, do you think that um, we have discussed every part of um, about the Holy Spirit today? Is there something that is missing that we have not? Uh, or you have not shared about the Holy Spirit that is um, needed to be shared right now? Well, I just want to make sure that people understand that when you accept Christ, when you pray and say, Jesus, I believe on you, uh, you know, maybe you don't even go to church right now, but, you know, that's not the deciding factor. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you've accepted him in heart, then, then you're saved. And once you get saved, you have a part of the Holy Spirit. But I just want you to understand that there's more for you in the Holy Spirit that you can get baptized or immersed in the Holy Spirit, and you can ask for it. It's a free gift. That's what someone said to me. It's a free gift. Take it or leave it. And being a woman, or maybe just being a human being, free and gift appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's one of the greatest gifts I ever took. And he will do so much for you, and he will help you in so many areas. I can't imagine living this life without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to receive him directly yourself, then find somebody that moves on the Holy Spirit and don't be afraid of it. You know, I know when I first got around spirit-filled people, I thought, oh, this is strange. I have to admit, it seemed a little strange to me. But, you know, it's even with my background, it seems strange. But I, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me was getting baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence and speaking in other tongues. And I would really pray for all of you who would be listening to ask for it and to get it because that opens the door for all the tools, all the gifts of the Spirit, all the fruit of the Spirit. You know, you might say, well, I wish I was more loving or I wish I was more patient. That can all be tied up in this Holy Spirit baptism. It releases things that are more than you. You want to be more Jesus-like? Well, let the Holy Spirit do it. He's not asking you to do it. We're all fallen without the Lord. I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we need him to do it. And he'll move in and he'll make you righteous and he'll clean you up and he'll give you all that fruit and all those gifts. And there's so much more to learn. And it's just, it's like a package that's a free gift that you can't imagine how wondrous it is until you have it. <laughs> and so that's what I like to say about the Holy Spirit. Get yourself more of it. <laughs> it's awesome and you need it. <laughs> right. And you brought up, you said, Ask and get. So even the word says you have not because we ask not. Right. Right. And that goes back to me also at the very beginning when I had uh, shared with you that I wanted to witness a healing. Right. And so thank you for teaching me that right now. And I, th I thought that I had prayed about it, but maybe I haven't. Obviously I haven't because I haven't witnessed it, but um, I want to go back to the Holy Spirit. All we need, and just like in anything in life, when we want something in life, we ask for it, right? Right. And we try so hard to get it, or at least we work for it, right? Well, the same thing in the spirit realm. We ask for it. But we don't have to work for it. But we, this one, we don't this have to work for it. Exactly. In fact, in fact, working for it will get in the way. Yes. It's like you have to just receive it like, just like floating down the river in an inner tube. You just have to say, I believe it because your word says you'll give it to me. Yes. So I'm trusting you'll give it to me and I'm asking for it. And then next thing you know, you'll have it. And it'll start, maybe start with a, just a little bit of speaking in tongues and then it'll start coming up and out of you. Mm -hmm. it, he, could, he could just come on you 
I mean, the la- honestly, I can just tell you, the lady that prayed for me after she said it was a free gift, take her to leave it. She just told me to go la, 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 you know, and I thought la, 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 but I did. I just did what she said. I went la, la, and the next thing I knew, I was going la, 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 and next thing I knew, I was speaking in multiple languages. But I'd been a prayer warrior since I was a child. If you just get a little bit at first, it doesn't matter. Just allow the Holy Spirit to take over your mouth Mm-hmm. and uh, just get started somehow and someone said well if it's really the holy spirit he'll just make me do it he's not going to pin you to the floor and make right you do it. he doesn't it's, make force it's, you it's a to yielding. do it it's exactly yielding. and like i said if you can't get it by yourself don't be ashamed to go to somebody and ask them for it i have people drag people to me all the time and say would you lay hands on them and so they can get the holy spirit i mean they did it in the bible all kinds right. of people the gentiles they they were all brought to peter and he laid hands on them and they all got filled and I'll tell you, those Jewish people didn't think they should get it. But guess what? God thought bigger. <laughs> he said, I'll just take those Gentiles and those Jewish people. I'll take <laughs> them all. And uh, he wants all of us. So, you know, let someone help you. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Get the power. Get the gift while you can. <laughs> and all we have to do is ask, ask like you just and said. You shall receive. And you shall receive. That's beautiful. So beautiful. Pastor Alice. Imagine you are in front of thousands of people who haven't totally surrendered to the Holy Spirit for different reasons. Only God knows how. So um, how would you lead them to, let's say you said the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You gave an example, but how would you lead them? I would probably start with just making sure that they know Christ. But you know what? I've seen people full of the Holy Spirit before they know Christ. I'm going to tell kind of an interesting little story here. if I have a minute. Yes, you Um, do. Uh, I was driving across to Texas one time in the car, and the Holy Spirit told me to pull off. I don't even know what city I was in at the time. And pull off, and I had all my stuff in the car because I was going on a little trip. And he told me to go in the bathroom of this hotel (laughs) and put my bathing suit on and get in this pool because he had an assignment for me. And see, this is why it's important to hear from God. So I got in the pool, and I was looking around, and then I noticed the pool guy, and I thought, is it him? The Lord, no. Is it this person? that? And then the person that I noticed, which I hoped it wasn't, was this lady that had all these like really strange necklaces on and uh, kind of dark stuff. And I didn't really want it to be her, but all of a sudden I knew it was. So I asked her if she had believed in Jesus. She said, oh, no, I don't. And I, she goes, I believe in this power and that power. And I said, well, what if the Holy Spirit power came on you and filled you with languages that were real languages on the face of the earth and you began to speak in these languages would you accept christ then and i didn't even know why i said that because i didn't even know you could do this backwards like this and she said sure so i prayed for her and she starts speaking in tongues and then i led her in the sinner's prayer which goes to show you that the lord can do things in any order he feels like doing it in. so i would just say be encouraged you know that you can receive the holy spirit this was a person that was really into the dark side and the holy spirit is so much powerful than any cheap imitation on the dark side Mm -hmm. i mean that is just uh, you don't want to be involved in any of those other things so i would just say ask the lord just say lord jesus would you please send the holy spirit to fill me and immerse me in the holy spirit so i would have uh the gift of the Holy Spirit in a baptism with the speaking in other tongues. And you don't even have to understand what it all means because you can't understand right now what it all means. It means a huge package of blessings, insight, wisdom, giftings, power, 
special fruit, everything you need to walk the Christian life is in that package. And so I would just encourage you to ask for it simply like that and then expect it. It's just like with a healing miracle. If you need a healing, you have to take that leap of faith and say, by his stripes, I am healed. You have to say the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm believing that you say, I will hear your voice. I will get full of the Holy Spirit with speaking out of tongues. You have to claim it and believe it. It's kind of like a leap of faith. Um, And if you don't see it right away, don't be discouraged. It'll come. He's faithful to give you what he promises. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Alice, for coming to Faith City Outreach to share about an important person, the Holy Spirit, our precious Holy Spirit, and for sharing about his power and how it is so important to have a close relationship with him, always. Um, Could you please share or please end with a prayer that the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for? Yes, Marina, thank you so much. I, I would just like to say to everyone out there that you are so valuable. If you had any idea how much the Lord rejoices over you and wants you, it says he dances over you. He's in love with you. And, you know, if there was no one else on the face of the earth but you, he would have died for you. That's how much he loves you. And it's not just for your neighbor, it's for you. So right now I just pray that in the name of Jesus, the one who died for you, that you would come to him and understand that all-consuming, all-forgiving love that he has, that you would receive the grace that he has for you, that all your past things would die, that he would make you all new, that he would fill you with this Holy Spirit, that he would give you his power, that he would give you that Holy Spirit that will guide you and help you in all matters of life, setting you free from any hindrances, any chains that have beset you in the past, breaking those chains and loosen you into freedom so you can have an abundant life with him. And that's what he wants. He wants to walk with you and talk with you. And we pray that he will start that relationship with you or develop it further wherever you're at and that you will be assured that he is yours that he will live inside of you Mm -hmm. and you will live with him forever and that when this life is over you'll walk right into glory with him and you'll live in heavenly places with him and you don't have to fear anything because he will always be your shield and your portion and your guard he'll watch over you and guide you and keep you in all your ways because he is in love with you (laughs) i pray these things in that powerful name of jesus Amen. Faith City Outreach can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Faith City Outreach thanks Global Women Christian Chamber of Commerce Embassy and Four Winds Ministries for being supporters. Psalm 117, praise the Lord all you nations, extol him all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 6, 33, 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswat.com.